the, the power of purpose. Um, but I know many people, um, some in their 60s, their 40s, their 30s, lots in their 20s that are searching. Yeah. And you can go through life with passion and, and lose it too and have to recreate it. But how does a person find purpose? How does a person find passion? Like that, that's a, for, yeah, for some people, that's a, a they, they haven't found it. It's, it's a mystery. It's like, no, it's where, what is my purpose? What is my passion? So Shay, why don't you start? And then I'll give my two bits on, on this. This is a great question. How do you mm -hmm. uh, deal with that for yourself? Um, so one, one part of that, I think, is especially as people with diabetes go through burnout a lot. Um, and that can last for years even, right? So if you are going through this unstable life of trying to figure out what makes you happy and not, and you go into that burnout, nothing really gives you any sort of inspiration to find a purpose or to find something that affects you in a way that makes you want to, to move or to get up and do something. Um, and I think that that's hand in hand again with depression um, and talking to people and finding people that you really enjoy talking with um, or even just trying things, maybe even new things that, that you didn't realize you loved that much, right? Like painting was never my thing until I realized that I absolutely loved it. Um, and I, I found out that I seemed to have a, a little bit of skills crossed over from sketching and pastel and things that I absolutely did love. Um, and I stopped doing art for a while before that, you know, I, I stopped doing everything because I was just exhausted and, and depressed. <laughs> um, you know, my A1C was, I think, 13 at some point, and that's pretty high. Um, so that's the other thing. If your blood sugars are, are really high all the time, you're not looking for that, right? You're not interested in a purpose because you, you don't feel like there is one. It's mm -hmm. the same as you said, you know, what's the point? What's the point of being you know, caring about it or caring about you as, as a person, you know? Um, and I think the very first step is just trying to get your blood sugars in line. Once you feel that inclination to do that again, then do it or, or just try and push yourself to that. And I know it's hard to push yourself in any respect when you're in those places, but it's trying to get out of that, that again, that mindset, right? There's a mindset that, and it's not wrong to be in that mindset. It's just, finding ways that you enjoy or that you think are important to get you out of that mindset. So, you know, even caring for something so small as a plant can help people decide that they want to do more with their lives or do more in, in circumstances that otherwise would have left them alone or different. Right. So for me, when I was in a burnout, the biggest part of trying to take care of myself was, you know, I started, thinking I can make these paintings into something I can put all of my anger and emotion into, or, you know, even if I'm having a good time, I can put it on a painting. I can make something beautiful for other people to look at. And that, that gave me a purpose because I'm producing something that people are finding interesting or pe people um, are finding emotion in. Right. So you're connecting with people on a different level. And I think finding a connection with other people or, you know, even if you have pets and animals, things like that, finding those connections will give you a purpose too. The only thing and, and that I want to say is that I know how hard that is to get out of though, right? So 
I don't have any direct answer to what can give a person purpose other than to keep looking for it and, and keep telling yourself that there is one somewhere. I really just love your honesty, your yes. transparency there. Thanks <laughs> so much for sharing that. I mean, so many people um, go through exactly what you're going through. So to hear that, uh, it's really inspiring. Thanks so much, Shay. But what are you? What about you, my friend? What's your thoughts on this purpose? This this uh, difficult thing to grasp to to find your passion. Do you have any suggestions yeah. or advice? Well, I really resonate with you, uh, Shay, and everything you've been talking about today, you really speak, we speak a very similar language. That's why I <laughs> call you an uncommon diabetic because our purpose, I think, is very aligned in the sense that my purpose is to empower people living with and impacted by diabetes as well. But diabetes really is a journey. And for me, it's one of the things that we teach in our programs. It's, it's what I really believe and what I've learned from almost 30 years of living with it is that if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. It's that simple, right? So we need to be clear and be able to lay down just a very simple, what's the result I want? And today, it might literally just be make one step forward. And there's days where I feel completely overwhelmed with trying to do what we're trying to do. And I go, how is this possible? Well, what's the one thing right now that I can do that by doing it, it's going to make everything else easier or unnecessary. And that's a great book, by the way, The One Thing. That's where I just learned that. And I think that, that creating a map with a very clear purpose and then breaking it backwards into basic, easy steps, because I can't jump to the top of the staircase, unless it's a really short staircase, in one go. But I can go focus on the first step. And now I'm there. I learned something, right? I've made some mistakes maybe along the way, but to fail isn't a bad thing. That we've both talked about this. That's a fantastic adventure learning, getting to the next step. And then from there, how do we do that? It's take the next step. So I'm very philosophical about it, but the truth is we have to create a map, a massive action plan that starts with the end in mind. So what Shay said is so true. Start with your passion. Passion is the critical ingredient to success of anything. It's to overcoming any obstacle, right? That passion what helps us face our fears. I know for me, I do. I have lots of fears. The fear, the one that most of us is, well, what are other people gonna think? What if I fail? Well, those are lies. Right. So that's something that I really want to resonate as, as, you know, somebody that has failed a lot in my journey as a diabetic. I've had days where my sugars have hit 25 because I completely forgot to bolus. I forgot to do my injection after eating a dessert of all things. <laughs> right. I get excited. I'm in the moment. I'm with people. And then 30 minutes later, I feel like a sack of you know what, like just <laughs> I'm yawning, I'm tired, I'm thirsty, I'm just, well, any of, of you've experienced it, you don't even have to be a diabetic to know what it's like to have a sugar coma, right? When you've overdone it, it's just more exemplified with diabetes. So this leads back to mm -hmm. the point of purpose. Our goal as people is just to improve. It's to mm -hmm. learn. And 
I think to journey with others is probably the most valuable lesson that I've learned in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's the power mm-hmm. of proximity of community to do what we're doing here right now. Shay, I've learned an immense amount. You've affirmed things that I believe you've put some new thoughts into me that I can <laughs> think about that have challenged me and to be humble so that I can go to anybody. It doesn't matter of age. It doesn't matter whatever, but as diabetics, we can help each other because I don't know what Shay knows and Shay doesn't know what I know. But if we share, we get the sum of that. That only happens in community. So the long-winded way, focus on our passion and surround ourselves with people that are aligned with that passion. It's going to make us stronger. It's going to help us move forward. So that's my long-winded way of saying it, but what are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, I think passion doesn't have to be your work too, right? So a lot of people think I've got, I, 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 my passion has to be my work when I'm thinking that it can be a recreational pursuit that um, may turn into work, but it doesn't have to be work. I know Heath's uh, an exemplary golfer. He's a fantastic golfer. This is one of his passions. And um, uh, he wishes... Life. He wishes it was a professional, yeah. pursuit, but he's not good enough. I'm not good enough. He's, a, he's an amazing golfer. Like he's a scratch golfer, but uh, he's not good enough to be a pro. But it's a passion. Mm-hmm. He works on it all the time. He gives him great joy. And your art as well, right? Um, but I think you make, you make, you sell your art as well, Shay? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of juggle a full-time job and then four or five hours at artwork most days. So you're kind of working towards <laughs> that. That might become, that might become, you're taking your passion maybe to the next level, which is great. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the other thing too, is, you know, I know that a lot of people, especially who are either new to diabetes or, you know, have talked to people that might not understand the struggle so well, um, you know, a high blood sugar feels shameful a lot of the time for people, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're in your twenties and you're like, Oh, I'm a terrible person or the, I'm a terrible diabetic, which is how, how, you know, (laughs) how do you decide that you're terrible at anything if, if this is something you've been given to deal with? Right. Um, so, I mean, you gotta be able to laugh at yourself, you know, if, if you've had a little bit of a low where you're like, Oh, my blood sugar is really high right now. You don't have to hate yourself for it. Right. You, you just keep moving on. So just make sure people know that you're not supposed to hate yourself because you're, you're not having the best days. Right. So maybe, maybe that might just be the smallest step to not, losing your passion for your life right if you could give a person one thing the best tip you can give on how to balance a busy life with diabetes what would you what would you tell them you can say more than one thing but in the one thing (laughs) one thing that's all i'm allowed um honestly i think balancing a busy life it comes down to making sure that you're putting time for yourself in first and foremost and you're not wavering on those things for you um so you can have all the busyness you want in your life to just make sure you have at least a little sliver cut out for yourself you know get the fuzzy socks get the (laughs) get the you know the the air fryer or something get something for you that you want to do or you know take the time to paint or if what you do enjoy is exercising go and do that don't don't put everything into your schedule that that is for another purpose. You just got to focus on yourself sometimes. And I think that's what happens. People need to make sure of that. 
And I, I love mm -hmm. that as a hint. I would, I would build on that by saying that um, there's 168 hours in the week. And what, what would, uh, what is the number of hours that you would like to put towards yourself each and every week to actually put a number on that is a, it's a critical part of the planning process. So um, yeah. I do, I've got sleep hours, recreation hours, time with the wife hours, time with the kids hours. <laughs> that's how I break my week up. And, um, and that's, that's really important. Self-care, self-care hours yeah. are there as well. Yeah. Intelligent well, yeah, if people... selfishness. That's what you just explained. Yeah, well, yeah, you got to be selfish. If you think about it this way, every single act in the world is sort of selfish in a certain way. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Selfishness shouldn't be a bad word, you know, unless you're ridiculously selfish. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's the same thing as saying, you know, if someone cares about you, they'll make the time for you. So why aren't we thinking about that with ourselves, right? If we care about mm -hmm. ourselves, why aren't we making, making that time, you know? So. Well, I think you said something there. It's pretty strong. And I'm not going to go into a whole lesson. We teach this in our course, but it's all about the human needs. We all have, every one of us has the same needs of feeling certain, feeling significant, feeling loved and connected, needing adventure, growing and giving. Those are the six needs. But the truth is, each one of us is unique in the combinations and order of them. So I think what you've said is we need to be true to ourselves and know what those needs are.